Hello, my name is Feather, and you are listening to Splintercast Reads Mistborn Secret History. So, it has been a while since I said those words. And the reason for that is, if you read, um, there was a little note at the bottom of the description of last week's episode. Actually, I think it's been two weeks, and I'm really sorry about that. The last episode uh, that says this is not... This recording that you're listening to right now is not my reactions to the end of Secret History, or at least it's not the one that I recorded originally when I read it months ago. I don't know what happened to that file, unfortunately. I definitely recorded it. I specifically remember reading the end of Secret History, making comments, doing doing my thing. But when I went back to edit it later on, there were only three files in the folder. I don't know where the last, final, fourth one went. I don't know if... I was originally doing these in Audacity. I don't know if Audacity crashed and it just didn't save, but it happened months ago and unfortunately there was really no way to get it back. So I was devastated. Um, I was I was just so heartbroken when this when I found it out. I like went to some of the other mods. I was like, I don't have the last episode of Secret History. It was so sad. Um, and for a moment, I kind of considered, you know, oh, maybe I could record it and just sort of pretend it was my first time reading through. But that felt really disingenuous to you guys who re- listen to these to, you know, get my authentic reactions. And so I didn't want to do that. I want to be upfront. Um, however, I also don't want to cheat you guys out of the end of Secret History let's be real, the end is the best part. It's the big finale, right? So here's what we are going to do. This is Modern Feather recording this only a few days before it's probably actually going to go out since everything has been edited. I have a big backlog of editing to get through. Um, Like it's July 17th while I'm recording this right now, 2016. Uh, Yeah, so I am going to record this one. I am going to reread that section of secret history that this episode was supposed to be about, which I think if I found it correctly, it's like the chapter that's labeled four, the last one of those four through the end. Yeah, I don't know. The numbering for the chapters is weird in secret history. It's hard to keep track of where you are in the book. Anyway, um, so I think it's it's going to be there. I'm going to read through, react as me, as Modern Feather, who knows the ending, who has talked with people pretty extensively about secret history. But if I'm, you know, I'll kind of try to tell you if I remember the way that I was initially reacting the first time through, of course, let you know about that. So hopefully this will be interesting. I have not read secret history since I recorded the Splintercast way back in, when did, when did this book come out? February? March? Months ago. Months ago. I haven't touched it since then. I've talked about it with people, but I haven't actually like gone back to the text and reread it. So hey, maybe there's stuff that I have already forgotten. I'm sure there is. Um, quick warning for those of you who uh, remember the end of uh, Bands of Mourning and some of my ultimatums about flipping tables and setting them on fire if a certain survivor turned out to be the sovereign... Um, if you've finished Secret History, you probably know that that's actually the case, and I'm also pretty salty about that. 
However, I'll try to keep most of my salt contained to like that one event and not let it completely overtake this episode. Like, I don't want this just to be a salt fest. Um, sorry, I don't know if salt it being used in that way is like a Tumblr term. It's like, I'm really annoyed and just want to, uh, like make snide comments about how dumb of a decision I think it was on Kelsier's part. Not necessarily on Brandon's part. I think it's probably a pretty good decision on Brandon's part, I have to admit. But like in character for Kelsier, I think he's being a moron. Anyway, but we'll get to that when we get to it. So anyway, without further ado, I hope this is good. I hope this is still entertaining. Um, I am really sorry about losing that file. I don't know if it was me or my computer or what, but hopefully it won't happen in the future if when we do more Splintercast going forward. Anyway, let's get started. We're like five minutes into this recording and I haven't read yet. So uh, this is chapter four and it looks like if I found the right spot, we are jumping in uh, at Preservation's death. Oh, Preservation, fuzz. Um, it's been so long, everybody. Okay. So he says, okay, so Preservation is dying. It happens, which I, it's, I, I feel like it's a lot more intense on this side than it was in the original books. Like, oh, that was my cat jumping down. Sorry. Um, I feel like in, in the original books, it's kind of just like, you know, we get the, we get the epigraph about like, if Ellen had stayed there for a few hours, he would have seen a body slumping into the ash out of nowhere. Um, but here we actually get to like talk to preservation before, um, oh goodness, which I will say preservation kind of nailing some of Kelsier's issues on the head, do better than you have before. They called you their god, and you were casual with their faith. The hearts of men are not your toys. I just need, like, Kelsier to tattoo that on his face, like an obligator tattoo. Like, that's one of the things that annoys me most about Kelsier. I love him as a character. He's great. But, like, he does... He plays with the hearts and beliefs of men for his own ends, and it, like, it drives me up the wall. I, <laughs> especially knowing, confirming that he is, in fact, the sovereign in the next book. Like, Kelsier, what are you doing? Did you did you learn nothing? You yes, you apparently have learned nothing from your experiences. So. I'm gonna be. I'm just really supportive of people calling Kelsier out on his crap because he needs it. <laughs> so it says Kelsier, the survivor of death, ascended. And I have to admit, I've been playing a lot of Destiny lately, and they talk about, like, the Ascendant Hive is not a good thing, and I was just like, oh, Ascendant, oh, wait. No, that's a, that's usually a good thing, Alex. Chill. It's still interesting to me that, so Ruin can whisper to people, but he can't hear their thoughts, but Preservation can hear thoughts, but can't whisper to people. I wonder what the dichotomy is in terms of, is that, 
something to do with the shards intent? Is it just like random shards get random powers that maybe the others don't have? I'm trying to think how like talking is ruinous and hearing is preservative and nothing's coming to mind, but and we know harmony can do both, but it's just it's interesting. Kelsey talking to Vin. Oh, Vin. Vin and her earring, man. Vin and her earring. I am still in the middle of reading my, uh, reading, what is it? Hero of Ages to my housemates now. And we, we haven't gotten terribly far, but I think pseudo Kelsier just showed up for the first time. And it's actually kind of funny to me. Um, I'll tell you something real quick. My, one of my housemates is on Tumblr because she's great and I love her. Um, we got through the first Mistborn book probably a few months ago. Yeah. And got to Kelsier's death scene. And she was like, oh, Kelsier's dead. I can go into the Kelsier tag on Tumblr. Found out about secret history and the fact that it was about Kelsier. <laughs> she thought she was safe from spoilers. She was not. She kind of got spoiled for the fact that secret history is about Kelsier. But now that we're in the third book and quote unquote Kelsier starts talking to Spook, uh, she's like, oh yeah, I know that it's Kelsier because I know he's in secret history. And I'm just sitting over there grinning like, ah ha ha ha. It's almost like being spoiled has kept you from questioning this thing that's happening that you should be questioning. <laughs> anyway. Oh no, I forgot he goes to talk to Marsh. Marsh. I, I love, love Marsh so much. He deserves so much better. Oh. Just, I'm so... Marsh has it so hard, and he doesn't deserve literally any of this. He's a good person. He helped the Sky Rebellion. He loved Mare. He even joined his brother's silly heist and decided to do the hardest job of, like, infiltrating the ministry. And all he got out of it were a bunch of spikes, his complete bodily autonomy taken over by a force of malevolent destruction, which forces him to murder constantly. He doesn't deserve this. He's so good. He's so good. Okay, and that's the end of that chapter. What else we got? See, and here Kelsier's even thinking about it. At the beginning of this next chapter, he, like, is repeating Preservation's words. Do better, Kelsier. The hearts of men are not your toys. I, I was reminded while editing the Bands of Morning Splinter cast that Alec says that the Sovereign told his people that he was the god of the North. And I'm just like, I've learned nothing, Kelsier. You're going around telling people you're a deity now. Ah, uh, kills me. He kills me. I do love him, but he kills me. Oh, and now you there's a spook. A spook. Quick, Kelsier, stop it. Oh, oh. Spook is good, too. I'm a little bad at the, some of the things that happen to Spook later on, but he's he tries so hard. And then actual Kelsier talks to him. 
Oh, the survivor of the flames. Good job. Mm, I mean you, Spook. You are my friend. Isn't that enough? I'm sorry for what you must do, survivor. Oh, Kelsey, you're calling Spook survivor. It's good. It's good. I feel like there was... I think Sezed talked about the idea of possibly the Church of the Survivor later promoting other people to survivors. Um, and that didn't actually really seem to happen. I almost feel like even Spook's title, Survivor of the Flames, was pretty much forgotten by the m more more modern um, uh, Mistborn trilogy, because they just call him the Lord Mistborn all the time. Eh, you know. Oh, yeah, and then we actually get to see the dream that Spook wakes up from in the books and doesn't really remember it. Yeah, and here we've got Smashing Up Spirit and Cracks. That's what Kelsier says, you're almost dead, kid. Smashed your spirit up pretty good. Lots of cracks. And that let me in. Um, which I feel like we, we hear that sort of um, uh, talk about like cracked souls in terms of the radiance and then a hell bond and that you have to be like broken before you can bond a sprin on Roshar. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's, there's connection there. Connection. Mm. You were always so harsh, Kelsier, Spook said. You could see that deep down. You really hated the nobility. I thought that hatred was why you were so strong. Mm, it's true. You did really, really hate the nobility. No Kelsier. Spook, you didn't almost ruin everything. You, you saved them. It's okay. <laughs> you barely even broke the place, Kelsier says. Aww. Yep. Scratch that message into metal for anything not said into metal cannot be trusted. Actually, I'm wondering, how did Kelsier find that phrase? Anything not set in metal cannot be trusted. Because I'm pretty sure those are the exact words that Quan uses in his rubbing, or not the rubbing, Seiza took a rubbing, of his, his plaque about the thing, the epigraphs in the Well of Ascension. I write these words in steel for anything not set in metal cannot be trusted. Kelsier was in the Well of Ascension at that time. He couldn't have known? Did he hear someone else? I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. Yep, and there's those. You have a clue? Nobody else does. Did well speak. I'm proud. Oh, oh, my heart. My heart, man. Okay, and now we're on the next chapter. Kelsier sees Gorodel leaving the city, bearing Spook's message to Vin. Also, so Ruben uh, calls himself a vessel awaiting power, um, talking about himself before. Uh, um... And I'm almost wondering if, like, I'm remembering uh, Warbreaker, spoilers, slight, uh, Siri is called the Vessel by the Halandrin people. I wonder if that's, like, foreshadowing that Siri's going to become a shard. Like, Siri for endowment. Let's do that. 
Um, what am I, this isn't even secret history. What am I talking about? Gosh. Well, it wouldn't be Splintercast if I didn't get wildly off topic at all times. Um, so, Ruin and Kelsier chatting. I love villains, guys. I didn't really like Ruin in my sort of garbage way the first time around. But now that we actually get to have like longer conversations with him, mm, yeah, I'm kind of being trash. I like Ruin. He's a good villain. He's great. I love the Sinister Ones every time. <laughs> oh, and then Kelsier gets to say goodbye to Coradel. He doesn't have saying, oh, he can't tell him that he didn't fail because he did fail, kind of. Coradel says I failed and it twisted Kelsier inside that he didn't dare contradict the man. Oh, that's okay. Marsh is good. Don't underestimate your brother, Kelsier. He's going to save the day. He's going to know everything. Uh, oh, and he gets and Marsh. Kelsier fights to give Marsh that one moment of freedom. Yes. Oh, you shouldn't have picked the good brother, Kelsier says, to make your inquisitor. You always did have a nasty habit of doing what was right instead of what was smart. Oh, God. I love Marsh, you guys. I love Marsh. Like, Marsh is up there with, like, Steris and Renarin in terms of, like, protect my small child from all harm. They don't deserve this. He's so good. I love Marsh. I love Marsh so much. Yes, and then he gives it over to Finn, and, and Ruin starts to tear him apart. Finn, save him, please. Real quick. Alright, chapter 8 here, which isn't the 8th chapter because they're all numbered differently, but whatevs. Oh. Yay, Vin had done it. She descended. So yeah, and there we get some the confirmation that uh, people burning ATM actually do transcend the physical realm. That's they're doing that. And I think we said, I think Brandon might have said in like an interview that Ellen Duralamin ATM burn is like. He sees the spiritual realm? He, like, taps into the spiritual realm? Maybe? Maybe? Possibly? We'll see. Oh, wow. He lost the pack and knife that Naj gave him. Well, you gotta lose the stuff Naj gave you, Kel. I guess you were a little busy being God for a little bit. Listen, though. Just because you once held the power does not give you the right to set yourself up as a deity all over the world. Okay. Okay. Alright. Yep, and there's Ellen's your Ellen burn. Oh. Hmm. And Kelsier thinks of what he might do. He, he thinks then, at seeing Ellen's death, she would rage, she would lose control, she would rise in glory. Yep. Yep, she did. Because Vin is excellent, and she's the best. <laughs> oh yes, and then I forgot. Uh, Ellen and Kelsey get to talk for a second in the in the afterlife, real quick. 
I always imagined death, Ellen said, letting Kelsier help him to his feet. I was being greeted by everyone I've ever loved in life. I hadn't imagined that that would include you. You need to pay better attention, kid, Kelsier said, looking him over. Nice uniform. Did you ask them to make you look like a cheap knockoff of the Lord Ruler, or was it more of an accident? Ellen blinked. Wow, I hate you already. Oh, I feel that, Ellen. I feel that. I love you guys. Oh, oh and there's Vin. Vin died. And he figures out that it's Sazed. There we go. Ruin is more than death and destruction. It is peace with these things. And that's why... You know, I, I guess I'd never really thought about that before. Why Sezed was primed to take both Ruin and Preservation. Like, being a keeper makes sense. But, I guess, being at peace with death. And then Vin's here. Hi, Vin. She slipped easily into the cognitive realm. She's so, I just love how, like, natural Vin is at everything. She's just graceful. The daughter he'd never had. The little child of the streets. I do remember I was in tears the first time through this. I'm a little bit in tears now. She's so good. He held his daughter close against his own broken soul. God bless. See, this is good. And then... You all hug in the cognitive realm and move on to the beyond together. And that's how this book should end. Uh, see, and they're like, yeah. And, oh, they're all, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, he has to punch. <laughs> punch AT real quick. Um, oh. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 I forgot about this too. Because um, Cezad in the letter says that he had healed Vin and Ellen's bodies, but that he didn't know how to return them. However, we see here in the cognitive realm, he says that they can return and they choose not to. So I guess he kind of lies to the survivors. <laughs> he doesn't really tell them that like Vin and Ellen could come back, but they chose not to. Um, he He... Puts that aside. Because he do, he puts wax back in Wax's body in Bands of Mourning. Um, oh, and Kelsier just does not get it. He does not understand that this could be over. Also, it's really weird because A.T. Um, says upon like waking up in the cognitive realm, Vax. And I don't know if any of you have heard of Critical Role. It's a great web series. Um, bunch of professional voice actors playing D&D. &D. One of the characters that I really care about, and he's one of my faves, is named Vax. And now it's weird that that's like, Vax? <laughs> what is Vax doing here? I'm guessing it's not Vaxildan, the half-elven rogue, but, you know. I think it's actually a shard world, if I'm remembering my wiki troll correctly. Mm, yeah, and, and Kelsier just has this idea that, like, Moving on is the worst thing that, you know, there's still things I want to do. There's still things I want to see, which I guess, you know, that's an understandable thing. But he almost seems to think that, like, Ellen and Vin are wrong for moving on. And I don't think that's the case. I kind of, 
I don't know. I get the sense that it's it's a good thing. So Vin, once again, love her, calling him out on his crap in that. He's like, you don't have to go. And she says, you have a lot to learn about love, don't you? Mm. And he says, I know love, Finn. Everything I've done, the fall of the empire, the power I've given up, it was all about love. Kelsier, you're a great man, and you should be proud of what you've done. And you do love. I know you do. But at the same time, I don't think you understand it. Mm. Yeah, she continues, the things you had to do to defend the world, you had to be something. Something that worries me. Yup, 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 yup. How much of what you've done was about love, and how much was about proving something that you hadn't been betrayed, beaten, bested? Can you answer honestly, Kelsier? How much about it was about us? That question asked, and how much was about you? Therein lies the thing. I'm like, oh, snap. Called him out. It's true. A lot of what Kelsier does is, like, selfishly driven. Even if it's helping other people... It's not usually like for and about other people. It's a little bit always about Kelsier. So. Alright. And then Vin and Ellen moved on. And Kelsier, to my annoyance and frustration, <laughs> decides not to go with them. Yeah. So. Kel sticks around in order to see the world being reborn. Then he chats with Sezed. Mm. Kelsier finds out from Sez, who still can't lie that there's probably a way to get back to the physical realm. Dang it, Sez. Dang it. Dang it. Uh I'm just, I'm just so. All right, and then, and the the epilogue. I'm a little surprised that Spook willingly spikes himself. Like after everything they've been through, I know that they are aware that it's now Sezed, and it's not like Sezed's holding ruin as a part of Harmony. But still, like, all of the trouble that spikes have caused over this book, I'm just, it seems, yeah. And Kelsier. And real Kelsier. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Spook's like, oh, hell. Same, Spook. Same. He's like, we're gonna work together. Oh. Now don't be like that, Kelsier said. Our work is important. Vital. Is it though, Kelsier? Is it vital? Is it really important? Like, are these things you need to be doing with your time? Mm. <laughs> yeah, Kelsier smiled. I think I'm going to be sick, Spook said. Freaking same, honestly, Spook. <laughs> like, what's the... Kelsier's reasoning here is that people are like, Oh, he's hel he helped the Southern Skadrians. There ain't nothing here about no southern Skadrians. Kelsier doesn't care about, oh, there's people in the south. They might need my assistance. I need to come back so that I can help people. No, he straight up says, I just want to know how the universe works. And in order to do this, I'm going to A, distract Spook constantly. 
because he's the only one I can talk to. Forget the fact that he's supposed to be leading people and, you know, he's sort of in charge and they're all looking for him. I'm going to pull him into my own personal crusade because I just kind of want a body back. Oh, Kelsier. Freaking just... <laughs> yeah, he's gotta... He's just gonna have to find me a new string. And that is the end of Secret History. So I will say... Uh, for those of you who are expecting the, like, crazy rage from my first time through this, I actually didn't know what had happened at the end. I do, I do remember that much. The first time I read this, I was like, so wait, who's the Sovereign? Is it Marsh? Is it, like, Kelsier piggybacking on Marsh? I'm not sure. Apparently it's just Kelsier. I don't feel like that's super clear, um, from just the ending itself, but I guess it's been confirmed. Um, I very much, yeah. And that, that was actually, I remember being a little bit confused and maybe a little frustrated by the end of Secret History, not for Kelsier reasons, but just because I thought it was going to like move all the way up through becoming the sovereign, you know, interacting with the Malwish and the other Southern Skadrians. Um, and we didn't, we didn't get that at all. So I was like, oh, I thought it was going to answer those questions that I had. And it didn't. It answered a lot of questions, but not the ones I was going into it to get answered. So, um, but we do apparently know that it is Kelsier. I'm not sure that we actually still know how. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I've just missed the obvious answer of what has happened here, but I'm aware that we don't know much about hemallergy, but the idea that, like, what, how did, how did we hemallergically bring Kelsier back to life? Did you find a body that looked like him and stapled him back into it? That seems like the most logical way, considering what we know of hemallergy. Like, is there a way to like, I, I, I would think you might be able to do it if his real body were still there. Like, you could staple him back into his old real body. But his real body has been destroyed, so they need a new body. Can hemolurgy create a new body? So, I don't know. I don't know how it worked, but apparently it did. And it's really actually Kelsier as the Sovereign. And that annoys me to no end. Um, in terms of just, I feel like... I've, I've, I've said, if you guys, you can find threads around about secret history and my thoughts on it. But in, in one way, I feel like this is a little bit of a ghost story. Um, secret history is. Um, it's got a lot of the hallmarks of, you know, someone has died, but there's an important task that they must accomplish before they move on to the next world. And they're, like their soul cannot be at peace while this thing is incomplete. Like, that's a very simple ghost story setup. And we have that here, you know. Kelsey gets to the afterlife, finds out, mm, ruins a thing. I've kind of ushered in the end of the world. And I should stick around and help until the world is no longer in danger of ending. But then we get to the end, and the world is no longer in danger of ending. And the task has been complete, and instead of you know, being like, cool, now my soul can go to be at peace. Kelsier's like, cool, now I can learn how to, ex you know, experiment with blood magic to try to come back to life. What? Like, 
We we go from like solving put the soul at ease to like straight up hemallergic necromancy over here. And not only is Kelsier doing this on his own, but he's also getting spook involved in this terrible, horrible idea. What? Ugh, I like I'm okay. I'm a Dragon Age fan, and I have lots of discussions with people about the nature of blood magic and whether or not it's inherently evil. And I tend to come down more on the yeah, it's inherently evil sort of side. Like it's at least dangerous enough that we should forbid it. Um, and I kind of feel the same freaking way about hemallergy, okay? I don't care if you can do all sorts of cool, clever things. You're putting spikes through people's bodies. You're tearing off pieces of people's souls. Like, unless we fundamentally don't understand the basic building blocks of hemallergy, I'm pretty sure that's almost always involved. Brandon did say that there's ways to do hemallergy without killing the victim, but even still it would leave them irrevocably changed because you've torn off a piece of their soul and stapled it to someone else like like that's just bad that's not a thing you should do that's no no don't do hemallergy don't do blood magic stay in school and don't do drugs like these are these feel like basic things and here we have our heroic character immediately turning to hemallergy for really no good reason. He's just curious. He just kind of wants to be back in the action and back in the spotlight. He just wants to keep being Kelsier. And in order to do this, he's going to use hemallergy to accomplish it. And it makes me so mad. I think it's selfish. I think it's dumb. I think he should go to the afterlife, go to sleep, go apologize to Dachshund, go say hi to Mare. Like... Be with your wife, be with your friends, be with your adoptive street urchin daughter who became God. And stop. Quit. And yeah, maybe you helped the Southern Skadrians later on, but you apparently also felt the need to declare yourself God in the process. So mm, I don't even want to give you half credit for that. <laughs> like... <laughs> There's there's a, a meme in the Homestuck fandom that there's a character who gets decapitated twice, because um, that's the sort of homes sort of story that Homestuck is. And so there's a meme going on that like whenever something starts going wrong, that character's like go to solution of how to deal with things is well, this has just gone completely pear shaped. I guess you're gonna have to decapitate me. And I feel like Kelsier's kind of the same way in like. Oh, there's a problem. There's no other way out of it, guys. We're going to have to turn me into a deity and establish a religion in my honor. <laughs> like, if you had a nickel for every time that happened, Kelsier, you'd only have 10 cents, but it's a little weird that it happened twice. <sighs> Kelsier. Kelsier and his dang ego and his dang need to stick his stupid hawk-faced nose into literally everything. Like, okay, secret history? You kind of had, you should have stuck around, helped with ruin. You did good. It did good. You're not needed anymore. Move on. You're, the, the new world does not need you, Kelsier. It really doesn't. They would get by just fine. It, it would have been fine just and even if he did go on to do good things and go on to help people like that's not why he stuck around 
that even if some good eventually came out of this decision, it wasn't the, I'm going to say this word wrong, impetus. I read it all the time, but I think it's impetus. Like it wasn't, it wasn't the reasoning behind his decision to stick around to do good. He just kind of wanted to. So anyway, that is the end of Secret History. And those are kind of my thoughts on Kelsier and his decision to stick around and become the sovereign. Um, and I always found it really funny when like people were, we were just going through this initial ending of Secret History. There was such a dichotomy between people in terms of like, either there were some people who were like, yeah, I'm totally with you. I think it was dumb. I'm super mad at him. And there were other people who were like, I don't realize why you, I don't know why you have a problem with it at all, actually. And I've kind of found out that those are just sort of the two camps. Either you're totally okay and don't understand why people would be upset with Kelsey for doing this, or you're with me in like full salt mode. Kelsier, why? Kelsier, why? Anyway, um... I do. I, I did kind of disclaim this. I'm not mad at Brandon for keeping Kelsey alive. <laughs> like a little, a little bit. I do think it cheapens it cheapens Kel's death and Mistborn a little bit. Um, I did really like that, you know, heartrending sacrifice of like Kelsey's death in the final empire, and it was good sacrifice. And now it is kind of a little bit cheapened by the fact that he does come back to like fully being alive eventually. And I'm like, mm, okay, whatever. But in terms of, like, character decisions, the more I think about it, the more in character it is for Kelsey. Like, it does make sense for him to do something this dumb, but that doesn't stop me from thinking that it's a dumb thing for him to do, even when it's in character. Basically. Anyway. Anyway. So, I think I might uh, go ahead and... Let, you know what? Let me go. Let me know. Since I'm recording this one only a few days before it goes out, tell me if you guys want me to do a like big wrap up for um, like all three of these Mistborn books. I'll say since we've kind of been doing Splintercast ongoing for months. Uh, so if you want me to do a like full wrap up for all of Shadows of Self, Bands of Mourning, and Secret History, um, let me know in the comments. Um, let me know if there's any questions you want answered, if you want me to talk about a certain topic and my thoughts on it, if there's something you felt like I missed, and now that it has been revealed, like, what do I think in hindsight? Yeah, just just tell me. Um, if not, if there doesn't seem to be much interest in a final big wrap-up for this whole sequence of splinter casts, um, then I'll probably just call it here. But... Anyway, um, I hope this was okay. I hope this was still entertaining. I am sorry that I lost that file, but hopefully this was still cool. And it has been an absolute pleasure recording and talking for you guys. I will see you on the other side. This is Feather, signing off.